I'm mm -hmm. in. I need something. Like I knew that the network and like the support system that I had in my you know, professional life at the time, like it was pretty limited because I'd only been in one grade level in one school and I was teaching in my hometown. And so like I was teaching with people I went to school with, parents of people I went to school with. Um, it was very familiar, mm -hmm. which felt safe, like to start out my um, career. But like with all those changes in 2020, like I think I realized I need to expand this um, this support system. And like, that means like for the first time I realized that, and it means like looking outside of like my small, um, scope at the time. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend, and I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to episode 151 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today on a Saturday. So welcome also to the brand new season of the Burned In Teacher podcast. There's a lot of new here around Burned In Teacher as I'm going to share with you here in a moment. But I wanted to help you understand why it is that we chose Saturday as the new release day for Burned In Teacher podcast episodes. So as someone who's in the classroom with you, um, I know that during the week and especially on a Monday, sometimes it's hard to really take in new information because you're really trying to get your mindset in the right place for your week. And the last thing that I really feel like I need um, at least in my journey, is is brand new information on a Monday morning on my way to a potentially stressful day, right? Like we're doing everything that we can to prepare to process that stress and manage that stress in healthy ways here at Burned In Teacher. So we thought we'd try something new. We're going to release episodes on Saturday. So while you're walking your dog or while you're just going on a walk by yourself or while you're doing your you know, weekend house cleaning routine, um, your grocery shopping, you know, whatever it is that you're doing um, throughout your weekend, you can take in this information and you can begin to think about 
how it applies to your life and what one small step is that you can take this coming week um, that will that will move you along, that will keep you um, from becoming stuck in your burnout. And since we are, if you're like me and you are already in a brand new school year, right? I've been in school for about, um, let's see, we just did day eight um, yesterday. And I know that there are some people who are getting ready to go to school this coming week or that, you know, up after Labor Day here in the States, that's when your first day is going to be wherever you are, that you're able to listen, process, reflect, and then when Monday comes, you have been able to plan for strategic action. Even if it's the tiniest step forward, it's a step forward. Okay, so I told you that there's a lot of new happening around here at Burned In Teacher, and that was one reason that I believed so strongly in doing the flashback series this past summer from May all the way through almost the end of August is because I was preparing future me for success. There was a lot of work that I did surrounding um, the future of Burned In Teacher. And as you know, I'm all about setting future you up for success, and that includes setting future Amber up for success. So... I hope that you've had a chance to check out our new website at burnedinteacher.com. It is brand new and I'm so grateful for my friends Stacey Aguilar and Grace Griffith who helped me out with that. They are both former teachers and we're just a joy to work with. So I'm so grateful for them. And <laughs> if you haven't heard already, we kind of let the cat out of the bag accidentally on Instagram a couple of weeks ago, but there's a new place you can find me. So you can find me on TikTok. You can find me on Instagram at Burned In Teacher. You can go to facebook.com slash Burned In Teacher and follow our Facebook page. Um, join the free Burned In Teacher podcast Facebook community. But there's something I've always wanted to do. And this summer, we made it happen. You can now find me on Teachers Pay Teachers. I'm so excited about this because what I've always struggled with was I wanted to be on Teachers Pay Teachers, but I wanted it to be with purpose. I didn't want to create things that didn't mean something to me and wouldn't mean something to you. I wanted it to be very closely aligned to the Burned In Teacher brand. So what I've decided to do is based on popular podcast episodes, based on steps that I've talked about in my book, and of course, as I've been refreshing, yeah, that's something else that's new, the brand new Burned In Teacher University course, I've pulled out steps that I've talked about, and I'm creating small uh, but actionable and extremely transformational steps, and I've transferred those into resources on Teachers Pay Teachers. Right now, the store is a little small, but it is going to be growing rapidly this school year. So what I encourage you to do is jump on over to Teachers Pay Teachers or click the link that are that will be in the show notes and follow me. And you can download the freebie, which, and this may sound familiar to, to some of you Bernie teachers who have been around for a while, but my freebie on Teachers Pay Teachers is the Stages ebook. That has been completely redesigned and that, and you'll see the reviews on the, on the Teachers Pay Teachers page for that free resource. It is extremely helpful in you changing what you're thinking, what you're saying, what you're doing, and what you're everything so that you can begin to move through those stages of burnout. So definitely find me on Teachers Pay Teachers and I can't wait for you to see all of the resources that will be coming your way and especially if you follow me you'll get notifications for when a new resource is uploaded. So now let's talk about today's episode really quickly. So you already heard Chelsea um, who is a Burned In Teacher University student 
and a Burned In Teacher member. So in our chat, um, she's going to share with you what brought her to Burned In Teacher, specific challenges she's encountered in her four years of teaching. She's going into her fifth year this year and some big transitions that she's had happen in her life lately. And finally, why it is that she chose to become a Burned In Teacher student and member and how the Burned In Teacher University course and community has helped her to move forward rather than stay stuck in her burnout. I'm so excited for you to hear her story. It's fantastic. And I will see you next week when I answer a question from Ask BIT. Let's dive into the interview. Burn on. Well, hey, Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I'm so excited to hear you tell your story to the audience. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited about being on podcast. <laughs> and I love your shirt. You showed up in true burned in teacher fashion. You got your burned in teacher tee on. I love it. So tell us a little bit about you as a teacher and as your life outside of a teacher. Get, help us to get to know you a little bit better. Sure. Um, so as a teacher, um, I'm about to go into uh, year five um, of teaching in my second school and second school district, um, all in the same state though. Um, I have been a classroom teacher. Um, I've taught fourth grade, um, fifth grade, and now I am an ESOL teacher. And I'm, I'm the only one in that role in my school. So I um, have students from kindergarten through fifth grade. Um, and so that's been, that, that was my new adventure last year and I'm going into my second year of doing that. Um, and I've been thinking about why do I not feel nervous about this upcoming school year? Um, usually when July hits, I get sort of weird, um, but I haven't really felt that this year. And I realized it was because this is the first time that I am not taking on something new in the school year. Like mm. it was my first year of teaching. And then my second year, I added like a subject um, still in the same grade, but as a subject, which wasn't a huge deal, but it, in your second year, it kind of felt like it could be mm -hmm. third year, new grade level, fourth year, new school district and position. And now I'm finally doing the same thing for the second time. Yeah. Well, um, and you got married. Yeah. A few years in the ago. midst of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, whenever we, for, I think whenever you joined the mastermind, you were getting, you had just gotten married, you were getting ready to get married and you were getting ready to move. Like you had a lot of personal changes as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I'm feeling like as like professionally, like I'm feeling really good going into this year. I loved teaching ESOL. Mm -hmm. Um, it was, I, it was a good transition out of the classroom for me, I would say. And like, I always felt really passionate about those kids and being able to focus on, you know, strategies for them and having my little groups and like it was it was great so I'm really glad to be doing that again um, I'm glad for you too that's that's a really good feeling yeah 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 I always knew I wanted to do it like I knew I wanted to be an ESOL teacher but um like I got the um certification endorsement in our state like mm -hmm. along with my um teaching degree in elementary and elementary license, but I knew that I wanted to, um, like start as gen ed. Um, and I think that that was good because, uh, I have been able to completely understand like where the gen ed teachers are coming from, mm -hmm. um, and like every 
um, conversation and every like every way that I've communicated with them has been like remembering being in their shoes Mm -hmm. um so I think that's been great um being new to a school last year that was a huge I didn't realize what a big transition that was going to be it was kind of like the first year of teaching again Mm -hmm. um but yeah I mean I love doing ESOL um so glad for you so it's interesting because I, I spoke at a conference yesterday and had several conversations with teachers. And it's so interesting to me how most of the conversations that I had centered around, well, I've got a lot of new things happening this year. I've switched grade levels or I have a new responsibility or so there always seems to be something new happening in a lot of teachers lives. And I know, you know, especially we're recording this and I, you told me before we hit record that your first teacher day is Monday. And so that makes that that's huge. That's huge. Cause there's, I've always said like, and I know that a lot of teachers agree with this, that the only thing that seems to be constant is the constant changes <laughs> that are happening in education and in our roles. So I'm really glad to hear from you that you've got, you've got something consistent going on. That's yeah, really exciting. For <laughs> yeah. For now. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Right. So tell us a little bit about your burnout, you know, pre burned in teacher before you were a member of the mastermind and you've gone through the course and, you know, you've been really highly involved in the community. Tell us what that looked like for you, what it felt like, what it sounded like in your day-to-day life. Yeah. Um, so I would say that the first, the first time that I started to feel burnout from teaching was like going into the 2020, uh, 2021 school year like that was after our school our schools had all shut down and our entire country um Mm -hmm. that spring and we were all sort of like forced into this new completely new way of teaching virtual learning and emergency remote teaching is what they were calling it where Mm -hmm. I was and um you know finishing up the school year in that way and then you know, all summer it was how are schools going to reopen? That was such a conversation everywhere and like in the mainstream news, even and people that didn't necessarily know much about our situation were providing input on it. And mm-hmm. as teachers, we were just like, what is actually going to happen? And just feeling like so much was out of our hands. I felt very overwhelmed going into that year. And then when like our division finally, you know, announced how they were going to be doing our learning that year. Um, I was assigned as a virtual teacher in a division where we were actually starting the year um, in person. And like most of the students in the division were in person all year. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was when I was assigned to a new grade level. Um, And so that I felt like very overwhelmed, Um, you know, wasn't with the team that I was, I'd only been with them two years, but like I had a great team in my first um, couple years of teaching and um, felt very comfortable, um, you know, with those people. And then suddenly I'm on this new team. And then in order to like accommodate the, um, the in-person kids, which was most of our school, like I said, I got booted out of my classroom for teaching virtually and was sent to like a trailer, um, like on the school grounds, but a trailer that had been used as like 
storage mm-hmm. and in there with another virtual teacher. Um, and so we were like in this trailer, just surrounded by <laughs> like junk from mm-hmm. years and years and built up dust and um, had to just make a little background. And that was my little area. And <laughs> um so I know like starting out that year was super overwhelming we were doing canvas for the first time in our division um and I felt very overwhelmed by canvas um and probably like blocked myself in a way from being a little more open to understanding canvas at first because I was like this is not for elementary like Mm. It's not realistic and probably could have been a little more open to it. Um, but over time I got comfortable with it and like, we did what we could with what mm-hmm. we had and the kids used it to the best of their ability. And that was that. And we used it all year. Um, but can I remember canvas being a huge hurdle that year. <laughs> it is. It's, it's hard to learn those tech tools for sure. Especially, I mean, especially when you, like you said, I I love that you were really honest and you brought up that you had kind of blocked the whole idea because you didn't like it. Like you didn't think that it was, (laughs) it was appropriate for your kids. So I totally understand that. And that is a lot of new. And that's like, even listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh. So you had to learn how to teach virtually. You went to a new grade level. You had a new LMS. You had all of these that, that had to be so, so hard. Yes. And so this was like around the time where, um, I, this sounds really silly, but like I got AirPods. Okay. So I got these AirPods for the first time and it was partially for like my own enjoyment and partially for, I was like, these can probably be useful for virtual teaching. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, I bought them myself. It was like when Target had one of their sales on like the second gen AirPods. And so I started listening to podcasts and I would be walking my dog. And, um, I was, I like, I was looking for education podcasts, um, and like some other things too, some other like personal development things. Um, and I do walk my dog like a whole lot mm-hmm. um, each day, like a lot of times so it's a lot of time listening to podcasts. Um, and I think I first, I first came across like cult of pedagogy and Angela Watson's truth for teachers. Mm-hmm. And then, so I was listening to those a lot and trying to get ideas and they were both doing a good job of coming out with like in this new virtual teaching world here are some ideas and here's some wisdom and like the stuff that everyone feels like they need right now and then I think one evening I'm pretty sure I was on like Instagram on like the explore button Mm -hmm. and I think I came across one of your posts that way and I wish I could remember (laughs) what the post was but whatever the picture was like it was interesting enough to me that I clicked on it and that, like, that's how I came across your account. Mm. Um, and then I, it may have been, you know, probably cause I was listening on Spotify and like you're in the same community as Angela Watson and Gold of Pedagogy. Um, and you know, that's probably how it showed up in my explore. But anyway, I started looking at your account and then I started listening to your podcast soon after. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, exactly what I needed in my ears in the morning to like psych myself up for coming to work and then exactly what I needed in my ears in the afternoon to like let take it off my shoulders and like like just continue with the rest of the day and try to not let what had happened that day like manage my entire evening Mm -hmm. so 
that's what I, that's how I remember coming across you. Um, I have never heard that story. So I'm, gl- I'm so glad that you shared that with me. That, that just makes my day. <laughs> I think now, it was late, like maybe that fall. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I mean, it must've been, cause by the time I enrolled in like your mastermind, I had definitely, I'm a binge listener, but I had definitely listened to like, you know, all of your episodes by, uh, January. Wow. So. Wow. That's impressive. (laughs) Yeah. That's really impressive. So you really, I, I appreciate how dedicated you were to saying I am willing to, to listen and to learn and to, you know, apply what I feel is applicable, applicable to me to your life. So, so good for you. And I love too, that you, you have like a routine for when you walk your dog, like that is a time for you to learn for yourself. That's fantastic. And I'm so honored to be classified as an, in a category with people like Jennifer Gonzalez and Angela Watson, because those are two people that I, I've looked up to so much over the years as a teacher too. They just have a lot of really valuable, um, information, information to share with us. So, oh, that's really, really cool. Thanks for sharing that Chelsea. (laughs) So tell us then, you know, as you joined the mastermind, you got access to Burnham teacher university. Did you read the book first or did you just enroll? I have not read your book. Shockingly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, yeah, I think I just like listened to enough episodes where you were, where you had talked about your mastermind and your Mm -hmm. process Mm -hmm. where I was like, okay, I'm in, I need something. Like I knew that the, the network and like the support system that, um, that I had in my you know, professional life at the time, like it was pretty limited because I'd only been in one grade level in one school and I was teaching in my hometown. And so like I was teaching with people I went to school with, parents of people I went to school with. Um, It was very familiar, Mm -hmm. which felt safe, like to start out my um, career. But like with all those changes in 2020, like I think I realized I need to expand this um, the support system. And like, that means like for the first time I realized that, and it means like looking outside of like my small, um, scope at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know you can't, I know the listeners can't see me, but I'm like smiling ear to ear because that's what (laughs) this is all about. Right. It's about, it's about expanding your belief in yourself and challenging those beliefs and getting you out of your comfort zone, which is something that's so hard to do, especially if you're struggling. So I I'm so proud of you. I'm so, I'm so, so glad that you took that chance on yourself and, and with burned in teacher. So, um, and by the way, I want to mention too, if you haven't read the book and you enrolled in, you know, the course that that's okay, the, the course is really, it, it is the book, but it's an expansion of it. You get so much more, you get, you get what's inside the book plus, um, so, so you're not, you haven't missed anything by not reading the book. It's a great companion. If you want, you know, those things laid out in a book form, you know, some people really like to read and absorb that way. So you yeah. haven't missed out, but if you want to read the book, it's, it's just going to be a great visual reminder of, yeah. of everything that you've learned in the course. No, I definitely still do want to want to read your book. Yes. Great. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, so is there something specific? Was there a light bulb moment? There are a lot of uh, teachers go go two ways. They have a light bulb moment when they read the book or they go through the course or they go through the entire course. And then they look back at the reflection journal 
and they say, wow, I didn't even realize how much I had grown and how my perspectives have changed and how much action I've taken until I went back and looked back at module one's reflections. So how was it, what, what kind of path did you take there? Did you have those light bulb moments or was it that really gradual change for you? I think it may have been like a little bit of both. Cause I think like the way that, um, you structure like our mastermind Facebook group with the questions, you know, for us to ponder during and after each of the modules that caused me to like reflect on certain things and be like, Oh, I am doing that. Or here's the system that I'm using. And then see what other people are using. Mm -hmm. That was a little light bulb moments here and there, but then, um, definitely like throughout and as it was ending, I think it was like, wow. Also like, look how far mm -hmm. I've come. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't know if that makes sense, but maybe. Both. Yeah. Yeah. It absolutely does. And it's different for everybody. You know, everybody goes through this process differently and that's why it's such an important it's such an important personal journey. It's so deeply personal. And I've told people so many times I've been asked, you know, if I could come and present, you know, for a full day PD of the burn in process. And I'm like, absolutely not. This is not, this is not something to sit in a, in a room full of people for eight hours and go through this whole process. It's too much. Like you have to take the time to really think about what is meaningful to you and where and how you want to grow and what your goals are and what your challenges have been. And, it's a very deeply personal process that is a marathon for sure. It's not a sprint. So I have, I have refused to sit down for an eight hour PD. I mean, can you imagine how, how hard and how overwhelming that would be and how uncomfortable, because like I've said, you know, it is, it is, this is Chelsea's process. Yeah. This isn't Chelsea and whoever is sitting next to her. It's just, it's so different for everybody. Yeah. So was there a step that resonated with you the most in the process? I, I figured you would ask that. And I was thinking about that over the past couple of days. I think like understand your teacher brand, that one really, that one was really important for my process because I, and I think part of that was because I was still somewhat like a new teacher in my third year when I went through your process. Mm -hmm. And so my teacher brand was still developing Mm -hmm. Um, but I'd never really like so many of your, obviously like your first year of teaching is like getting by and like getting through the day. Um, and then second, you hit your stride a little, um, but then in third, everything changed for me and then professionally. And then I was, and I was doing your process that kind of caused me to be like, even with all these changes and how I'm a teacher right now, like, what is my, what are my values and like, um, what is important for my students and, you know, who are in my classroom. And mm -hmm. I like that one was definitely, um, a really important one. Oh, I'm so, that's one of my favorite modules. I feel like I say that about almost <laughs> all of them, <laughs> but understand your teacher brand was so transformational for me. Um, as you know, very, very well, I created this process for myself first because I knew that I had so many changes to make. And as I really dove into personal development, this is something I knew I had a lot to work on for myself um, because I was, I was consistently, and I look back at patterns in my life of how many times I changed my environment mm 
and how problems seem to the consistent, like the same problems seem to show up in whatever workplace I was in, even in like high school in my jobs and things like that. So that showed me that I had a lot of inner self-awareness to gain. So, um, that one is very personal to me as well. So, um, what changes have you made then? Are, Are those the changes that you've made that have had the biggest impact? Like really thinking about, consistently going back to your core values before you, you know, react or allow yourself to start to feel those negative feelings, start to go down that rabbit hole of despair and misery, um, or, or has something else, um, really been impactful to you? Um, I think that it does definitely help me before responding to a difficult situation. Um, to think about, okay, what, what are my values here? What is, what do I believe is important? Um, I'm thinking about this in terms of like this past, um, this past school year, um, I had a lot of newcomers, well, a lot for our area of newcomers to the country. And um, we're a very small school division. Um, And I mean, a lot, a lot of school divisions across the country are seeing an increase Mm -hmm. in newcomers to the country, but, um, I was brand new to my role. They didn't have anybody in my building at my role last year. So when, um, there would be a, like some type of, whether it was behavioral or communicative or something like concern with, um, with one of my newcomer students, oftentimes like the classroom teacher or the administrators um, would like bring that to me. And sometimes I felt um, like the particular issue was um, not necessarily in my job description, um, but they felt like because it was a newcomer student and because um, the student was learning the, the language that is automatically the ESOL teacher's role. So I would definitely have to spend some time with myself thinking about how I was going to respond to that situation and be like, okay, what, what, are, what are they asking? What actually can I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and if I feel like there's more that's needed, what can I suggest that they, or who can I suggest that they reach out to next? Like whether it's like, we have a really, really incredible, um, like ESOL family liaison in our division. It was kind, it's kind of a new role. She was sort of doing it before under a different role, but, Mm -hmm. um, she was really helpful to me this past year with some of our families. And so like helping the teachers realize like, this is a person that you can, and and our administrators, like this is a person that you can contact about these types of things versus here's something where the school social workers might be um, like a better person to contact. Um, So yeah, I think like across the board, there seems to be, this is specific to my situation, but across the board, there seems to be like, a misunderstanding with like, what is the role of an ESOL teacher? Mm -hmm. Um, I did a PD with like teachers in my state um, that was kind of ongoing this past winter. And we met virtually every week, but um, a lot of us had like similar stories about um, even our administrators and our, our 
colleagues not really understanding that our role is to teach Mm -hmm. and like we can I do see myself as an advocate for my students and families um and I do like I don't want to say more but it feels like more to try to get in contact with or right like network with my families than I did as a classroom teacher in some ways but my job is to teach them Mm -hmm. um to (laughs) provide them the supports they need to to do well in their gen ed classroom I hear so many things out of the course that are, that you have applied to your life. So number one is knowing your job description, knowing your role for your people in your, in your description and your ability to think through, prioritize, eliminate and delegate, which are all steps that I teach inside of the course that I don't go through in the book and for you to proactively advocate for yourself in a, in a positive way, like to say, you know, um, that I, I see that you have asked me to do this. I think this would be a great question for blank or for her over here or him in this role, um, that you're not being combative. You're not being, you're not angry about it. You're just saying, okay, I think people are confused. Like you're showing, you're showing uh, positive intent, which is something that we talk about in the course. And all of those things are things I never, I never did those things. Um, when I was really struggling the most with burnout, especially in 20, 2011 through 2014. And I'm just, I'm really proud to hear that those things have become really natural in your, in your day-to-day interactions. Yes, they definitely have. Mm -hmm. I'm so proud of you. This is so exciting. (laughs) So where are you now in your burned in journey? So if you want to share your stage and, you know, what plans do you have for yourself moving forward? Um, I actually did the burnout quiz like a few weeks back when I knew that we were going to be chatting because I wanted to, um, I was just curious. Of course, it was summer me at that time. Mm -hmm. I hadn't done any flex days yet or anything so I wasn't you know in the professional state that I'm trying to get into now coming back on Monday but um like I was a uh zero one. Oh, okay so you're you didn't take the teacher burnout quiz you took the stage tracker that's inside oh, the course okay sorry yeah yeah the so stage- what Chelsea's talking about so as one of the bonuses as, um, enrolling in the course is that you get access to a quiz, like burned in teacher stage tracker. So you, I know if you've been a listener of the podcast, you know, that I talk about the spectrum of, you know, burned out to burned in and what those different stages are stages zero through five, but you kind of have, you're kind of left to your own devices to kind of think about where you think you might be on that spectrum, but within the course, you have access to a tracker that you just answer certain questions and it tells you, um, it, it tells you what stage you are in and what, um, what modules would be the best for you to, to revisit, um, if you've gone through the course already. So if you're a stage zero, then Chelsea, that means you're totally burned out and you're going to quit. Oh, then I just need the, uh, the last one. I was going to say, oh my gosh, I hope to, I hope to God you're not at a zero. It doesn't sound like you're at a zero. Yeah. No. All right. So you are, you're on the other end of that spectrum then. Okay. 
Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm not trying to tell you where you are. I'm just trying to make sure I understand. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, going into like the upcoming year, um, I think my focus is going to be like, it's a little less now. Uh, oh, what is my role? I kind of need to like define this for, mm-hmm. well, first for myself and then help other people understand it. It's going to be a little more like actually the teaching stuff. Yeah. Like how can I refine the stuff that I was doing yeah. with my groups? Cause I had so many groups every day having six grade levels and, you know, within the grade levels, my students were not mostly not in the same homerooms, mm-hmm. multiple homerooms, three, sometimes four and some grade levels. So just seeing them basically like whenever I could. Um, so a little bit less of like, what is my role? for myself and a little more, let me make sure I help other people continue to understand it. And we do have a Mm -hmm. lot of new staff members coming in too. So Mm -hmm. that will be part of my role. And then like, what is the best bang for my buck in the 30 minutes that I get with them? So so I see a lot of systemizing in your future. Yes. For that. Okay. I definitely wasn't really able to do that so well in year one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's okay. Yeah. You're just kind of figuring it out and trying things. And now you kind of can, can move on from there. You're, you're, you're definitely further, you know, you're starting over again this year, same role, you're further along, you know, more. So you're able to really apply what you learned last year through trial and error and start to build some systems inside of your role. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Um, and something that was that I was working on like as this past school year was ending was like our division didn't have like a handbook for mm-hmm. ESL teachers um like I had a colleague who started like a very it's a very great skeleton of one um mm-hmm. that she was giving to myself and other new people last year but um I wanted like after in, being in the PD, I was in with other teachers in the state. Some of them shared like their divisions handbooks for ESL teachers. And I was like, we need this. Wow. So, I, so like, cool. st- I kind of use like some of the templates that some of them shared and was working on one for us because mm-hmm. we have, we do have some new team meets coming in this year too. So I think it just can be like, it, it was spent, it was helpful for me to reflect, okay, what did I do in August? What did I do in January? Cause we have mm. lots of paperwork and such like yeah. on top of the teaching stuff, mm-hmm. not as much as sped teachers have, like we're not, we're not writing IEPs and mm-hmm. um, holding IEP meetings, but we have, um, we have lots of other paperwork. Um, and so it kind of helped me like remember um, so as we started our pre-service days, I'm going to go back to that, work on that a little bit. Um, and then hopefully that'll be something that people will be able to use. And yeah, that's so exciting. I'm yeah. so excited for you. I mean, are, does that kind of, for me, planning and setting up systems is like igniting. Like I get really excited about it. Is that kind of how you're feeling about this Yes, coming up? Good. I'm so excited. Better than like day by day or yeah you know yes <laughs> oh and you know we tackle that a lot like yeah. <laughs> that is no that's that's the definition of survival is going day by day so i'm really excited that you have a vision for yourself which you know is like the first step like visualizing what you want your ideal days to look like what you want an ideal like you've already said it like what i want an ideal 30 minute 
group to look like and then plan backwards from there and then be intentional and disciplined about how it is that you use that time and then try some things and, and figure it out. That's I, I have goosebumps. I'm so excited for you. You're clearly applying everything that you've learned. So thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey and how you're implementing these steps. It's it's it means a lot to me that you've been willing to do that. Of course. It's the first time I've really like comprehensively talked about it. So mm. like it feels good. And yeah. for myself too to like realize that you know I've been able to make uh changes and such. So yeah. Well hopefully because as a as a member of the Burn and Teacher Mastermind membership you'll be able to join a group coaching call. Maybe we can, you know, talk through more of this maybe in the, in the months to come. That would be awesome. Um, Thank you so much, Chelsea. I appreciate your time and you just brought so much energy to our talk today. So is there anything else that you would like to share before we take off for today? Um, so the one thing that I was thinking of, and I think I've like commented on this and like our group before too, um, like what is it like the question of what is one thing that you would tell, you know, someone who feels stuck or what mm-hmm. is one thing that you would tell your first year teacher self? Like I kind of had the same answer to those questions. And it's mm-hmm. like, um, it's, this is not forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like, that's my answer to both of those questions. Um, and then to the first year teacher self, in case there are any first year teachers listening, it like, it's not you. Mm. Like there are so many other factors in our profession that, um, that impact our day to day and our job and how well we can do it. And, um, don't blame like all of your, all of your struggles on yourself. Um, it's not all you, Mm -hmm. um, but if you want to make a change and, you know, become burned in, then there is going to, you know, there's going to be some work that you have to do. Um, but like, don't get, don't stay stuck and, and blaming yourself. I love that. I mean, that's what I say all the time. Like your burnout's not your fault, right. But it is your responsibility. Like, and like you said, first, this, this doesn't have to be your forever reality. You can take a step forward. You know, you can take leaps forward. You may have to take some step back steps back, but you're, you're moving forward. You're getting out of that, you're, you're pulling out of that parking space of misery that, that you're in. And that's, that's hard to do. Yeah. Like, like the thing that you say of, you can stay was you can stay there, but you can't live there. Yeah. Like it's okay to visit that place. Like we're human beings. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay for us to feel sad or, or frustrated or, you know, feeling it's, it's, it's even okay to go to that place where you feel stuck. Like that's just a natural part of being alive. Like, but it's important to pay attention to those things. Like it's, it's, it's natural to visit those places, but where I really lacked whenever I went there is I stayed there. Cause I'm just like, well, this is just it for me. This it's everybody's doing this. You know, I became that victim and blamed everybody else and then blamed myself, but I didn't have the tools necessary to actually move out of that place. And, um, so yeah, you're not a bad person or a bad teacher. If you visit those places and there is hope for you, you know, you can, you can look at that as a place that you're visiting, but you're not going to stay there. You're not going to live there. (laughs) You're not going to build a house and, and, you know, um, and, and stay in that place. So 
Thank you so much for sharing that as well. You are just, you're like a model student of the process. I, I love it. Thank you so well, much. I am an Enneagram three. So yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people could probably resonate with that. A lot of teachers out there. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks thank so again. Chelsea. I mean, I wouldn't be able to say really, I don't think I would be able to say all this. Like if I didn't have you in my ears for those first few months and then like, I didn't have you guiding me through. Mm like your steps. Cause really, I really, I don't know that I realize how much I use it every day and not just in teaching, mm-hmm. like in anything in life, you can apply the steps to yeah. be in. like, that's so. yeah. Oh my gosh. So much. So thank you. Thank you so much because that, that was the purpose of it. I didn't want it just to be about being like thriving and teaching. I want teachers to thrive in life because it's cyclical. Like if you're a happy, fulfilled person outside of the classroom, that that permeates into your classroom. You're a happier, more fulfilled teacher. And that only helps you to build relationships and have the energy to deal with the hard stuff and, um, and to really process, you know, this is a challenge, but is it, is it absolutely going to, you know, break me down and, you know, make me not want to teach anymore? Or is this something that I can move through or let go? So Thank you. Thank you so much, Chelsea. I appreciate you so much. I'm so glad that you're part of the membership and that you, that you continue to process and, and move through these, these challenges that we know are going to continue to come. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Burn on everybody. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the burned in teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.